Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. This is David Moyes. This is Yapstam. This is Ryan Fraser. This is Troy Daly. This is Adam Lalana. This is Jürgen Klopp and you're listening to The Big Interview with Graham Hunter. Look, we make the leap now, Harry, because training in general, particularly at elite clubs, is so different now than what you described at Leeds, what you came through. An environment that helped you, that you patently enjoyed, you've still spoken about with great affection and enjoyment. But the the whole idea now is that footballers, probably correctly, get treated like racehorses. It's everything to make them fit, fine-tuned, mentally ready, there will be fl- there are not will be there are flare ups at training grounds and bounce matches and all that that's fine. However, that has is it almost a hundred and eighty degree picture from what you described to where you're working now? Where it's evident. I'm going to have to praise you. I'm sorry, but we've seen Maeda talking about. I mean, the the words he uses for your ability to teach and convince and show, which are phenomenal traits for a coach to have he talks about coming to Celtic and didn't see any chances for him at all then he talks about you stopping saying this is what you like this is what you should be doing talking about individual meetings accompanying to training don't worry about making mistakes just keep trying that process that sorry that sort of professorial teaching um, process which I think is akin to teaching your kid maths in lockdown where it's like detail and focus and that that's so far away from from what you grew up in isn't it not personally with me because when I grew up I had a coach similar so he broke everything down for me and I don't know whether it's kind of installed in me so for example striking a ball I can teach someone that's never uh, struck a ball before I can teach him how to strike a ball (laughs) and now I could just say go and strike a ball then I could break it down then if you can't do that, I'll break it down again. I can break it down to the point where I could actually get him stand still and go through because that's how I got taught. And I don't know how it's just kind of broken down for me as a youngster, how I got taught that I've remembered it wow. and been able to see it. And like I said, I, I, even when I played, I, I see a lot of things. But because I'm up here and I, and I work with the attackers, I, I look at their individual movement patterns. And like I said, that's how I broke my things down. And when you see traits of what you could do or they do, and again, it's not about you know comparing yourself to them because no player wants to hear about you. It's about them, right? You can only talk to them because they do like stories because you just can't want to tell them you know facts and all this, that, and that because they'll get bored. But if you tell them a story that goes with it, they'll listen to it. And when you, when you speak to the players, it's just about trying to get them what, what's the best movement for them because their best movement may not be my best movement but if I'm trying to teach them mm-hmm. because the one thing I've, I constantly say to when 
parents come up to me or when I was uh, coaching at a younger level, oh, you know, you, you, you'd ask a player or a player would go, oh, my favourite player is Messi. I want to be the next Messi. I want it. It's like, you can't be the next Messi because you, have, you don't have his traits. One, you're six foot, right? He's not, right? Two, you're a different, you're, you're different running patterns, different stuff. Be the best person you can be. And I think that's what helped me as a youngster. When people used to go, oh, who's your favourite player? I'd, I'd be like, no one. They'd be like, no one. I, I want to be my favourite player. So I want to work on myself. And I don't get when people want to compare themselves to, to other players because they've got nothing. You've got to get the best out of what you get. And that's when I look at Dizan or Jota or Haxa or Abada, I look at them and I look at what are they great at and let's work on that. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you sit down and after you get a certain amount of games under it, you can see, you can see patterns. And once you see them patterns, you work it out there. And then when you work it out there, and, and we go back to even when you talked about the United lot, and even with, with Leeds, you know, training has to be harder. Mm-hmm. Training has to be harder. And I always go, it's like working on the West End, right? You look at them performers, right? When they're building up to a show, they're working every single day, and they're working hard. That when they go out on the Saturday show, they know their line's perfect. And they can put a smile on their face because they're that confident in their job to go out there and put on the best show. There's no difference as a footballer. You work hard during the week, get everything right, scoring goals, getting past people, feeling good. You walk out on that pitch on Saturday thinking, well, I've scored 100 goals in training. I've gone past my defender 50 times. I am ready to take on this person. There's nothing here that worries me. Nothing here that worries me because I'm ready personally. It's when you don't do it, you know, and we go even back to what you just said there about the whole thing about training and aspects. And you talk about their racehorses, they are, right? But, and I was only speaking this to the other day with one of the, the, the fitness guys. And sometimes, because I'm back in the old school, I'm like, no, 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 we've got to work out there, we've got to work out. But you've got to think about the amount of games that these guys play as well, you know? And they have to eat right. They have to sleep right. They have to recover right. Because we talked about our seasons. We'd sometimes play 40 games and everyone go, oh my God, 40 games in a season? Wow, that's huge back in the day. Now they're playing up to 60. And then they get a week off and then they're back into preseason again. And then they're playing again. So I think the whole off-field eating, recovering and all that kind of stuff, I think that is so important. But the one thing that you don't want to do is to, you still want to allow them to have the freedom to think out there. You know, because that's what football is. It's about, because if you play completely to a structure, right, you, you play completely to a structure, everyone will work it out and they'll go, well, this is what they do on a structure. You've got to be able to let players decide when they're out there what they can do to change a game. And it's very hard. It's very hard because we have a lot of managers out there that, you know, are very, structu- uh, you know, very structural in how they want to do it. But if you have a manager that goes, hey, this is how I want to do it here, but you've got to be Within free these enough. parameters, yeah. my rules, at this, in this situation, in a breakdown, in a transition, when you reach that mark, you've got to be show able yourself. to make your show own yourself. decision. You've got to be able because if you have that decision made for you, then, you know, people will figure it out. But if you have been out there and been able to, to change it, then you'll always make opposition question. I, I really liked two things in what uh, Deshamayda said. Making mistakes. Uh, for the little I know of the Japanese culture, that might have been partly what you inherit, what you live through, that that can be dishonourable. But also, he, he said a really interesting thing, but he, because he was a good player, good athlete, he didn't think he had to watch football. You've taught him, you've shown him things. I like the process, and I'm not trying to say that the other coaches aren't doing the same. 
not trying to say mm-hmm. Harry Harry Oberalis, but he specifies that you're the best educative coach that he's ever had in football. That process of being able to get inside somebody's head, understand maybe where there's a little bit of misunderstanding or misapprehension, and then correct it. I'd imagine that must be immensely satisfying. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm blushing. I mean, I when he when he had wrote that, I was like, wow, that's that's very nice because as a player, you're doing it on the pitch. You know what I mean? And and don't get me wrong. Don't think that I never had help. I had a, I had a coach back in Australia that used to send me videos when I went through bad times, and I used to go be able to talk to him, and he'd get me back on track again. You know, so. And the one thing I, I suppose as well that some of these players may forget is that in my career, I've, I've been at the top, but I've also been down the bottom. And I've also had to work my way back up again. So I know what it takes. But again, it, it goes back to that, that thing about David Batty. Simple. You know, finding out what you're good at. And again, if you can adjust. And I'd have to say with, with Dizan, he's a very good listener and learner. So what you say to him, like he'll listen. And he'll take it on board. And even when I have my meetings with my, my players, it's not about, I'm the coach, you're the player, you listen to what I say. No, no, no. We're just in an environment to have a chat. Like, if I'm going to say something that can, can be completely wrong, but I want to see if you pick up on it, because that means you're going to be confident enough to be able to go, hang on, sir, I don't, I don't agree with that. Right? And then I know that they're listening. Because otherwise, as you sit there and they just Uh-oh. go, yep, yep, okay, yeah, yeah. And then by the time, like... Half the time, people don't want to go into meetings because they just want to go do their other things. That's but a high-stress situation because if you put a little decoy in there and they don't pick up and they don't say anything, oh, your, oh, your oh, opinion of them goes down and then you're going to have to take them no, off. No, 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 no. It, it's just like... I like I, it. I, I, will, I will question it. I'll go, you sure about that? And then they'll, Ooh, okay, and then they'll think about it. But like I said, it's... I will first... My first question I'll always say to my players is, what did you think? And like at the start, they were shy. Now, I mean, I, I, I could spend an hour here with Jota, you know, and, we'll, and we won't even start with the video and, and we'll be talking about it. And then, like I said, I said, certain players have to have a certain demand, uh-huh. you know, and if you're an attacker, you, you have to be quite demanding, you know. And I even got to the point where I even rang Ian Hart. I said, Hart, what was I like as a player? He goes, hey, so I just gave you the ball. I just gave you the ball. And, you know, I said, but was I demanding? He goes, yeah, you were demanding, but that's what you want. You know, and so some of these players again, maybe they're shy because they're still it's, they're still young. Some of them are quite young. Yeah, they're, they're still young, and you know they're they're playing in a very like one of the biggest clubs in the world. So the pressure as well, and I even go back to even with like my first impressions. You know, in Scotland, you think ah oh, Celtic Rangers, you know they they dominate the league and all this. And I think okay, when I, then being here, the amount of pressure is on the Celtic team to win every day. It's tough. I mean, a draw is not good enough, you know, and, but we deliver that every day in training. We put pressure on them in training to deliver that. So, and the manager puts pressure on us to make sure that we're delivering the sessions that he wishes. And then when that goes out there, the players are ready for it. See, there's, there's one of my comparisons because life's moved on and for, for however entertaining it was to live that Leeds training ground, and, and I'm trying to identify that dozens and dozens, if not hundreds of more training grounds were similar, if not identical. Yep. That... Sort of rabid ferocity, that physical ferocity, and those those challenges. Take that, son. They're, they they've been ironed out of training grounds, and they, you almost can't allow that to go. So you have to, but you have to find a way to replace that intensity uh, I, and ferocity. Look, I'm I'm different, I suppose, because 
again, I go back to if you're fighting Monday to Friday, mm-hmm. right? That means your body's going to be ready for the fight on Saturday. If you're taking it nice and easy, hey, this, that's fine. Da, da, da. No, no, don't be screaming. Don't be shouting. Don't be doing that. Coming into the weekend and then you're asking your players to go into war. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to change that mentality. So I think you've got to have something. I think my question is, what's the... You, it's not the identical thing that causes the spirit because you, you, largely you're not doing what Hopkins said. But there has to be something that... Is it personal demands? Is it... You've got, you got to also underthink as well, in, in, even in football, I mean, even to the ones back when we started, like, even if you signed a contract, right, for five years, normally three players would stay there three, four years, right? Nowadays, you could sign a contract for five years, mm-hmm. you'd be out the door in six months, mm-hmm. You know, so it's trying to build a culture that's tough as well. So Mm -hmm. you usually find if there's a team that has a good core of 12 to 14 players and you get, that's when you get that kind of... They pass it on to every guy that walks in the door. Because everyone, because you've got enough people in there to drive the sessions and and, and to drive that. So I, I, and I always hear, and you always try to get these meetings with other cultures and uh, other sporting and they, and they go, and the one thing I don't understand, especially in Australia, like AFL and rugby, oh, we got this team bond. We got the, and I always point out, I go, why don't you create that in football? I said, man, you guys sign for a club and you're there for 12 years. So that person is there, unless he's a superstar and, and very rarely they, they move on, oh. but they're there for the, virtually their whole career. Okay. So they can be involved in that whole setup for 12 years. I said, as a footballer, you could be there for one year. You could go to another club, then another club, then another club, and you could be chopping and changing. Each one with a completely different completely culture, Completely different culture. So I find it difficult. So again, yeah. this is where you get that kind of individual kind of footballer that has to make sure he does his job properly, then then fits in with the, the, the rest. Otherwise, it's very hard. Before we move to Liverpool, I'm sorry, I'm going to embarrass you with more praise. Liam McLaughlin, one of our socios who supports us. Morning, G. Welcome to Glasgow. As a Celtic season ticket holder, the improvement we all see, particularly in Maeda, but also Abada, it's unbelievable this season. Maeda technically came on barrel loads. Abada's now standing men up 1v1 and more often than not getting the better of his man. We suspect Harry is to credit for this. Are we correct? I think we've answered that question. I'm not going to put you on the spot. You can certainly answer it if you want. No, but look, we, I'm look, sharing the praise because you deserve it. Yeah, but again, we, we're a team here. Yeah. We all, we yeah, all yeah. work together. And again, this is, is not a just about me doing it. It's just that, again, you know, it's what I was born and bred on is taking defenders on and I just it inf- I look it's actually easier for these guys to take players on than to feel my wrath after the game if they haven't taken them <laughs> on okay <laughs> so they're actually learning uh, to actually you know what I'm taking them on on my tombstone I'm taking <laughs> we fucking just did what he asked us to because he's a pain in the arse because if can I write that on my tombstone because if I don't I'm going to be getting in the Any year recognition man <laughs> I, 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 like I said, every I love time, it. I love I, it. When I'm on the videos and they and they pass the ball back, I put a thing. I go, "What the hell?" <laughs> Again, what the hell? And they're like, uh, oh. Oh, very And then they go, "I know, I know." And and they know when it's coming up. They go, "I know. I don't need to look at it. I know." <laughs> yes, yeah, so I said. Well, what are you thinking there? Man, you'd have made a good teacher. I mean, you wouldn't have earned much money, but you'd have made a good teacher. You really, you genuinely would have done. It's about. Um, it's about exactly. Oh, it was 12 off 23. 11 years since she scored twice against Brisbane Roar in a 3-2 defeat to an Ange Postecoglou team. He was the one that was tasked um, by your federation with changing the era and you and a number of guys didn't get selected anymore for the national team. Um, 
from what you understand of him now, what brought you two together again? What, what, what made him say, that fella? Well, you, you, I don't know. I mean, look, I suppose we go back to the, the Australian thing and when he took over, I mean, again, the one thing with the manager, he'll tell you to your face. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Whether you're a player for him or you're playing not for him, doesn't matter. As long as, you, long as the manager will tell you to your face, you're happy. Right? You might be happy with the outcome, but you think, fair enough, at least he's told me. And his words need to stand the test of time. They yeah. don't need to blow away in the no, wind. No, they don't need to blow away. And yeah. I remember we, we went for a coffee in Melbourne, and it was well short and sharp because you really got to the point. <laughs> you know, I'm not selecting you for the Australian team. You know, he gave me his reasons. And, you know, I was, like, I was gutted. There's no question about yeah. it. But I just thought, okay, fine. And I didn't really want to stay there much longer, and I think no. he didn't. So we kind of left at that, and I thought, okay, well, maybe that was maybe that was it, you know, and, and, and you know, I shook his hand, said, thank you, congratulate you, you know, good luck with everything. And I think he'd done a, an exceptional job with the Australian team. And I think he's worked hard to get to where he's got to, mm-hmm. you know, because he's, his path's been up and down, uh, but recently it's been a lot of ups. I had originally just got the Barnet job uh, and I was working down there and then obviously um, things happened there and then in the summertime I was talking to a club uh, and then let's just say I, I was talking to the club on Monday then I received a, a, a text message off the manager and I was taken back of what he said. It was just one of the nicest messages uh, that I've ever read from a manager to... Uh, to a, a wow. young coach. Okay. And I remember showing my wife. And my wife just looked at me and said, well, we, I said, well, there's nothing like, you know. <laughs> I said, I'm going to ring him. So I rang him and he, he spoke to me. He, he told me that he had loved for me to, to join up. Um, he, he knows the difficulties that I've been through. He's kept an eye on me. Didn't know that. So he had, he had known what I'd been up to. He knows what I'd like, what I didn't like. And he just said, I think this would be a good environment for you to come in and, and see, to work with a great team, um, to be able to get back to where you belong. And I was blown away. I didn't know. I was like, okay, um, yeah. And I remember just, I'll get back to you, right? Like, literally, I'll get back to you in a couple of days. And he goes, yeah, yeah, no problem, take time, da 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 And it's left there, okay, okay. And I said to my wife, I said, oh, this is like, Nothing like, I'm taking this job because yeah. the way he spoke was yeah. enough for me to say, yeah, I just didn't want to make him sound too eager. You know, I just had to make <laughs> him wait a little bit. But I was ready to say yes then straight away. And then I remember going through everything and everything was sorted. And I just wanted to come up here and, again, be part of a, a winning team. But the, the, the winning mentality, you know, of, of what he is. And I've heard a lot of stories about the manager, but their stories and it's nice to get your own picture, yeah. your own ideas. And yeah, he's, this, I, I think personally there's two sides to him. One is the, the manager, he's very strict, very, you know, he, he likes the way things are run and he's very um, intense with the way he wants and I like that. Mm-hmm. And I felt 
that coming in here, it's going to take me a couple of weeks to learn, you yeah, know, his rules. ideas yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Within two days, I understood it because that's how clear his messages are. Hmm. You know, they're not. There's no black or white. It's just grey. Just, just straight. There's no, no, no. So there's just. It's just yeah. black. Let's just say it's just black. That's that's the way we're yeah. playing. That's how it is. This is what I want. And I was like, oh, this is pretty easy. Like, like coming into it. But then there's the other side of him where he's like a father. You know, he's, he's got that, that personality to joke around. and Very rarely, you know what I mean? Because like I said, but when you do catch him on them times, he's, he's just a generally a nice person to talk to. And they're the people that you want to work for. Mm. You know, as much as he's intense as a manager and all that, he's genuinely a good human being. And mm. they're the ones that you want to work for. In football, is that slightly rare? Uh, for me, like I said, I've only been a, a manager. This is the first time I've been a coach. So I've working for managers is different, I suppose, because then you yeah. work for someone, so you've got to try and figure out what they're like. Yeah. So again, this is the first time now again. But like I said, he's generally he's a nice person. But first f- and foremost, my point is football. I'm, I'm really, I'm really asking more of a question about football because it's rare, and in all my interviews, which go beyond this, I've been doing this for thirty years. You don't often hear somebody say he's genuinely a good person. In, in a good, often you'll say that with somebody who's been treated badly by the game. The game teaches you to be duplicitous, yeah, yeah. to survive. I, I yeah, think, yeah. I'm oh, not putting words in your mouth, it's a brutal, nasty industry, yeah. as much as we love it. It's rare to yeah. hear somebody say that and about somebody successful, in my opinion. I, I think that comes, again, from, from him wanting to help. Like I said, he's confident enough in his ability mm. that he's sitting there, well, I can help. Mm. I think it's when people are maybe not confident enough, they want to kind of, hey, yeah, you know, I, I want to protect this, I want to protect definitely. that. No and like question. I said, if you're confident enough in your ability, like I said, I'm very open. Right? I, I, I like arguments. I, I like to be able to fight about questions and all that, but I don't know all the answers. There's mm-hmm. no question about it. And if someone in my, my group has the right answer and it's right for that, I would go with that. You know, I don't like sharing. Like training session, I, I I remember speaking to the J, JK um, the other day, Good man. and he had to uh, put a session on plan this that, and I said, why do people do that? He goes, oh, well, you just put it out there, you share it, and I said, yeah, but these are the secrets of what you do, yeah. and I don't get it. I I I don't, I don't get. It. He goes, oh well, you know, I, I don't mind because someone can use it, but I use it for something different. The the game's cut up so much now, anyway. Right, everyone's always looking at it, and we have enough people here watching this, that, and the yeah. other. I just think there's moments, whether you're putting on the right thing, whether you're just giving them a, a blow-away kind of session, I get that. But I, I think it's nice to have certain things uh, that are kept in no, within your, uh, your own kind of home. Last section before you um, hit the road. I was at um, Real Madrid against Liverpool, second leg, uh, working the other week, and at the end of it, Real Madrid put on You'll Never Walk Alone because when they played at Anfield in the first leg, the 5-2 game, um, sorry about that. Uh, it's still we for, for you, isn't it, Liverpool? Yeah, you yeah. talk as a yeah, fan, yeah. Amancio, yeah. the president, had died in Liverpool, had just been utterly brilliant about recognising that. So at the end of the second leg uh, there, Real had just went straight to you'll never walk out. And the Real Madrid fans stood up and, and, and applauded. And I, gestures of respect like that are very unusual in football. Um, well, I think that's two th- great clubs coming together. That's what that's what Madrid respect. felt. I think I think two clubs that respect each other, two big European clubs. It's the right thing to do, yeah, isn't it? Of course it is. I think we're starting to see that now with a lot of clubs now respecting it. You know, a lot of things that are that are happening with certain players, certain clubs, and I think that's that's nice. Listen, as an Aberdeen fan, 
I'm not going to get all fucking lush. I'm glad. But as a but as a as a Liverpool fan and a Celtic employee, you like that music. What you'll never walk alone. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Inspirational. You know what? Uh, when I first heard it at at um, Liverpool, when I went there as an opposition for Leeds, I didn't even hear it because uh-huh. I was focusing. Right? <laughs> and, yeah, cool. just not even not even like that. And, and it was like, mate, I'm there to do a job. I'm not there to be listening and, and looking around. Right? And it never like when I went to Anfield as a player against Liverpool, it'd be like, well, I'm here to do my job. I don't care. Like, and I don't get when people go to stadiums and go, oh my God, this is Anfield, this is Old Trafford. Do that, yeah. I don't get it. It's like, well, take that away. You're still 11 against 11 on a green pitch. Just do your job. Don't worry about what they is because they could be fans of your home team. Or not. Just concentrate on your job, all right? If you score, they're either going to boo or they're going to they're cheer. Don't really matter. But then when I went as a, as a, as a Liverpool player, it's not hard to notice it when you're in the, in the tunnel and especially when we had the tight tunnel, you'd hear it and... That's when I started to hear it properly, you know, and it was it was lovely because then you could go out and appreciate it, and you'd have that moment where you could look up at the at the clock, uh, the cop end, and 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 see it and just go, oh yeah, revel. And then I realised what other players must feel because I used to speak to players on the park and go, I mean, why aren't you playing? And they'd be like, oh man, we're at Anfield, you know, we're happy to take a draw, right? So then when I've come to to Celtic Park and I first heard it. Because I haven't heard it for a long time, and especially at the start of the season, I heard it. It was like, wow! I remember hearing. I was like, and hearing sixty thousand people sing it is is fantastic. And I kind of put myself in a in one of the Celtic players and the opposition, and I could see the opposition going, "Oh my god, this is quite intimidating," you know. Uh, but I, I I would love that. I would love that. How's your voice? If you sung it at karaoke, would you carry it off? <laughs> Uh, probably after a, <laughs> a couple of water. <laughs> a, a, a nice glass of bread. <laughs> yeah, Spanish. Probably, yes. Wine, for example. Yeah. To what extent have you enjoyed um, the, those Klopp years as, as a fan and then the top and beyond your professional employment at Celtic now? Um, and for example, as his squad stands now, where, where would your best front, front three in a Klopp team right now be, given all of the options that he's got to, to work with? Because it's... It's a little bit like you're listing off the, the lads at Leeds. Oh, uh, choosing well is, is not easy. Choosing, yeah. I know, I look, everyone's having a go at him, right? And I just think Liverpool are going through a transition stage. I mean, they've been the, the best, well, one of the best clubs in Europe for the last five years, right? They've been phenomenal. Yeah. And you've seen them just grow up. I mean, making finals and semifinals and going for trophies, it takes its toll. Mm. Right, and everyone knows there there has to be a, a, a changeover of guard, and I think that's what's happening now. Mm. And don't forget, we're missing one or two important players as well. I mean, Luis Diaz is is, is been out, and I know he's, he's he's only coming back. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Jota. Yeah, I think he's fantastic. I mean, Salah just speaks for himself. So if there's a three, Salah has no, to be. No, in no, it. Not yet. Ah. Not yet. Not yet. He speaks for himself. But I love Nunes. I think he's fantastic. I know a lot of people are out there a question, but I think there's something there. And I, I believe when you hear what Klopp says, what he does in training, it's just not coming off for him yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's getting his shots away and it's just, we're talking, you know, a couple of centimetres here or there, mm-hmm. left or right, and they're going in. And except it's just nicking the keeper and they're, and they're making the saves. I think there is going to be a change. Uh, 
and I will probably be, and this is terrible for me for saying this, because he has been like the, the, the God. He is the God, you know, and there was only one God at, at Liverpool, Robbie Fowler. Now I think there's a new one with, with Mo Salah. You know, I think what he's done is, is phenomenal. But sometimes there's, there's always need to, there, there needs to change. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Diaz, like I just said. I think mm. he's fantastic. And I love Jota. And I like to see Nunes. I think they could be the next three that are coming up when that happens. Point. I get your point. When that happens, that's up to the, the manager because Marcelo is still an unbelievable player. But I think he generally, when these players get fully fit, he's generally going to be tested. Complete licence now. This is hypothetical. Complete hypothetical. In the best of the Klopp era, in which position does Harry Kuehl play? You're in. You're, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm left side. I'm picking left side. you. Left side. Left of the front three. Yeah, left of the front three. Coming inside, going outside. No, look, I'm, I'm not a big believer of coming inside. I would just be on the outside, whipping them balls in. And therefore, my question is, you wouldn't do the modern fashion? No, I don't. Inverted. I, I'm a, no, I, I don't like that. Tell me why. Explain why. I'll, I'll tell you the perfect reason why is because I felt I could do that until I got told by one of my favourite coaches, Frank Reichart. Yeah. And he told me, he told me a story once. He goes, have you ever seen a cheetah run? Right? <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard the, the story, no. right? And I remember him pulling me up at Galatasaray, and uh, he, he was sitting there going, have you ever seen a cheetah run? And he goes, if you ever see a cheetah run in full motion, his tail's up. And that's the balance, okay. right? So as okay. he's running left, right, he's chopping chains, he's trying to catch it, but he's actually got his tail to balance. He goes, that's you on the left side. Wow. And I looked at it, he goes, when I see you on the right side, he goes, the cheetah's running with his tail between his legs. <laughs> And I went, really? He goes, yeah. And I went, oh, okay. And I went, and when he goes, he goes, yeah, you're just not balanced enough. Because, and, and he's right, because I wasn't Iron Robin, where Iron Robin was, yeah. I think he was the best player to be able to cut inside and shoot. And I think everyone saw that and thought, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Right? But there's only one of him. And I was, I was more of an assist person than a goal scorer myself. So... And when he had said that in a way, I, I went back to my original. Like I said, sometimes you need a reset of, of a certain, yeah, of, yeah. A, of a coach or a something to be able to reset yeah. you. And I went back to that and I started to enjoy myself again because I was doing things that were natural to me. Instead of being able to come inside and think, oh, I've got to play a little one-two of this where I was like, well, no, I don't have to come inside and play a one-two. I could come inside and play a one-two, but the ball was coming in there. Then I could shoot across goal or I just take my player on. So when he had said that, I felt... For me, if I was to play in any team now, it would be high left. Yeah. And was your tail, this is the last one, I think, your tail up or down, and had you come from the right or left, and right up might have been the coach, when you scored the header in the Super Cup final for Gala. Uh, to coming from it. the left, coming, coming from, from the left. I remember I just came on. I remember coming on there like that, and I remember making a run around the corner there like that, stopped there for about half a second. We ended up playing the ball, coming there. Hassan Sass went down the wing. He'd done his little Cruyff, little Cruyff cut, and then he just remember clipping it back. And I say this to my players all the time. I said, and I try to get their distance right because me running onto a ball is a lot easier than me just being in a position standing jumping. And a right back, if he's in the right position, he'll be covering the far post mm-hmm. around that six-yard box. Now, if you're 10 yards off that running onto a ball, he's standing jumping from a standstill position. I'm running and jumping. There's no way he's going to beat me in the air. And usually you'll be able to get in front of him and you'll be able to score. And I remember... That ball just coming up there, and I remember the fullback going, "Oh yeah, I've got this." And all of a sudden, I've just leapt from about five yards away and just come over the top of him and, and scored. But 
it's the only way to, to come onto balls is to, to come onto them, not to uh, stand still. Celtic have signed themselves a very interesting, very astute coach. Um, this has been pure pleasure. It's good to talk to one of life's, Frank Rijkaard's words, cheetahs, A-A-H at the end, <laughs> cheetah. Um, thank you for being so generous and, and sharing your knowledge with us. It's been really enjoyable. Harry, thank you. Thank you very much. Magic. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.